A legendary name in hardcore supplementation. Iron Mag Labs. 100% original, patent-pending Andro Compound. The most effective, hardcore, groundbreaking, bodybuilding supplements in the world. In the world. Iron Mag Labs. Revolutionizing hardcore supplementation for more than a decade. Visit IronMagLabs.com. IronMagLabs.com. Welcome back to Central Bodybuilding. I am your host, Jeff Roberts, and I am here, as always, with my co-host, Matt Wyke. What's going on in Pennsylvania, Matt? Not much. Pretty pretty quiet. A yep. little bit of snow that melted extremely quickly, but other than that, nothing. Same old, same old. What's it like up in New York? Same. Um, the snow hasn't melted yet, but it's been cold. Um, winter kind of came in with a bang, lots of snow and shit, and then it died, and now it's coming back a little bit, but not bad. Uh, not not the, the the winter's not really that bad. I can't complain. Uh, I know you guys are down there getting ready for the Super Bowl. Pennsylvania's a big football state, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, obviously we have the Eagles and the Steelers, so it's it. Yeah. I mean, it's big. I mean, you have the rivalries. Like I married uh, my wife; she's a Steeler fan. They used to live in Pittsburgh. And and she came over here to the the east side of the state, um, so football's big in in our house at least. But but yeah, I mean in general, I mean we have a whole bunch of good football teams. You know, there's Penn State, obviously, you know Pitt. But uh, but yeah, we we love our football here in Pennsylvania. What's funny is my family, well, my dad's side, I don't believe are really into football. They're more they're just not into football. My mom's side is, and they're into the Steelers. So I. I uh, Ironically enough, but yeah, we have like the Bills and the Giants and the Jets and all this stuff. But I don't really, uh, I don't really follow football. I did when I was a kid. I played football when I was. I actually loved football when I was a kid. Didn't like playing it so much because uh, I wasn't really into getting my head bashed in uh, on the football field. Uh, but I did like the game itself. And uh, but as an adult, I really just don't. I don't really get into it. But we're going to get into that later. We're going to have a, our showstopper is going to be related to football. Uh, just because, you know, between this show and the next show, we have the Super Bowl. Uh, but with that, obviously, we have to talk about David Bay getting fired from muscular development. Now, anyone listening to this show probably doesn't need a rundown on what we're talking about. Uh, if you are just kind of into the industry, you probably know who – I mean, David Bay is – was the number one guy at MD. Um, kind of by a lot. I don't think... I mean, you have... You had uh, Bob... Ch- Bob Chick and, 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 you know, David Bay. But really, it was mostly David Bay over there doing all the videos and stuff. And I thought he was pretty good at what he did. I, I've met David once. Uh, we talked a little bit. And he's, he's a, you know, cool guy. But he... Uh, I've kind of been waiting for this. I, if... I guess if... You've been paying attention to the scuttlebutt and the rumors. It's kind of not surprising. Although I was surprised at the fact that David Bay 
was so open and so quick to come out RX. I just he didn't he doesn't seem like the type of guy that would do that because I was actually at work and I checked my phone. I was scrolling through Facebook and I saw David Bay exposes MD RX muscle, uh, whatever the show they called it, um, whatever show that was. Um, live with, I don't know what show they made or they, maybe they didn't even call it. Hey, I don't think it was called anything. Yeah. I think it was just like a quick exclusive type thing. It's own thing. Yeah. And it was, it was a nice, it was a cool interview, but I was like, man, uh, it, it's really, it, it was, it was odd seeing him talk that way about MD after being like Mr. MD and everything. But I think nothing he said basically because I, I don't know. I mean, people say things about Dave and John and everyone else, but when you follow RX Muscle as closely and as long as I have, you kind of you know at least some of what is said is true. And I trust I trust John Romano specifically. I just think that John is not really the type to I don't know. I just don't think John is is that big of a bullshitter. I don't know. I think Dave sometimes might go off the rails a little bit, but I don't really know. But I think I, I, I trust most of the things that John Romano says. I've had many personal conversations with John Romano. Um, and I think so because of that, nothing he really said surprised me, but it didn't change the fact that it was very strange that he was saying it, you know, it's David Bay, Mr. Mr. MD and the way that he was so distraught about it, swearing and shit, you know, very unlike David Bay on camera anyways. Um, anyone who's had personal conversation with him, he's, you know, he's like any other, he's a, he's a, you know, he's a normal guy. He doesn't hold back from saying fuck and stuff, but on, on camera, he generally does. But the things he's saying about MD, I mean, whether or not he should have been fired and all this other, like, that's one thing. And, but the, the real thing to me is just how, what this means for our industry and how sad it is that all these people at MD now we still don't know for sure, but it's kind of like if it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck and looks like a duck and claims to be a duck, it's probably a duck type thing. We don't know for sure. So just, it's a guess speculation still, but, a, but it, it seems that nobody there is getting paid and they don't have money and they're not making money it just it's just kind of sad how our industry cuz i remember man i remember it just wasn't that long ago that md was just this colossal entity that was this uh, i mean if you 10 years ago if you were into bodybuilding and you could score a job at md oh dude you it was like heaven on Jackpot. earth yeah, yeah you were going to make 10k a fucking month you were going to like I don't know numbers, but I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, you know, and it's, it's just like, that used to be like a pipe dream for people. If Steve Blackman came to me today and was like, yo, you want to be our head writer, this and that in the magazine, I'd be like, nah, not really. You know, <laughs> it's like that to me, to me, the idea that Steve Blackman could email me today and ask if I wanted to work for him. And I would say, probably say no is like mind-blowing and that is such a fall from grace because even five years ago i would have been shaking on my keyboard 
you, you know what I mean? I would have been like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. You know, now it would be like, nah, I don't think so, man. Nah. You know, that's it's just it's just and I, and I do believe that bodybuilding media in general, it's just kind of how it's gone. And I, I I've watched I have watched the interview a couple times, and I'm trying to, I've been trying to think like what caused all this. Obviously, they say, um, obviously, Steve Blackman, there's something going on there. That, that something he's fucking up somehow. Uh, but it's not just MD. Like nobody does contest coverage. The lead up to shows is is non-existent. I mean, what are we now? Five weeks from the Arnold or something? And what what have we, what have we seen? I mean, right. Dallas McCarver is making these shitty videos with Redcon where he, I mean, guys, please stop making the fucking videos where you train to music. Like, what the fuck? No one wants to see that. If you're going to make a video, at least talk to us. God, I hate that shit. If anyone listening likes those videos where Dallas McCarver's doing squats and the music's going, it's like, what is that? No one wants to see that. We had fucking Battle for the Olympia 15 years ago, and the guys would, like, it was the same as that, except they would talk about their prep and stuff. Like, how the fuck is it that a, a Battle for the Olympia from 1998 is a way better production than the shit we have today? Like, that's, that's like, absurd to me. And over and over again, it's, oh, Dallas McCarver, seven weeks out, Redcon 1. And it's, like, just a video of him training to music and he doesn't even talk and if he does talk he's like all right guys um today i'm gonna do some quads uh i like squats because you know they're like the bread and butter so here we go and it's like what like you can't talk about anything else like something like, i don't know it's just there's more to talk about than that and or or make less frequent videos so you have some i don't know it's just it's just crazy to me and um i it, it's it's all it's all like I feel like coming to a head right now where I mean David Bay David Bay is like if you had to rank right now the top bodybuilding media personalities like where do you put David Bay like top 5 for sure I'm not I'm not saying like how you personally feel about them I'm talking about like the most recognizable bodybuilding media personalities I mean, you have Dave, John, you have, uh, I mean, I guess, I mean, you have, you have Bob Chick, obviously, um, you could throw you and I in there if you'd like, you have, you know, there's just not that many people. David Bay is top five. And now he's literally saying, nah, I'm going to go get an accounting job down the road at my house and it just, maybe I'll show up at the Olympia once in a while. Like he's literally considering just not even being in the bodybuilding industry anymore. Like that is crazy. I mean, I, I wish I knew other sports better so I could give a good analogy. It would be like, you know, whoever in, in, in basketball or it'd be like almost like Skip Bayless being like, nah, I'm just going to go work at a desk for uh, IBM and give this give up this basketball thing. It's like that is such it, it's, it's such bad news all the way around. And I don't know. I, I just think it's it's a. Uh, People are kind of missing. They're just bashing Steve Blackman, which I guess he deserves to be bashed and all this stuff. But I think they're missing the big picture. And the big picture is, where did it go? Aaron Singerman was making $10,000 a month at RX Muscle. That whole site's not making half of that now, probably. Like, where did it all go? 
You got the 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 editor and online editor in chief of muscular development, and he gets fired. He's not even going to stay in bodybuilding. Like, where did all the jobs go? You well, let's like, let's start there. Why I ha- I haven't heard from anybody, and and in the interview yesterday, I didn't even hear it from David's mouth, uh, and, and maybe I completely missed it. Maybe I blacked out at some point or something. But why was he fired? What what under what terms? Was he fired? Lack of production? Was it? I mean, if, well, if I was David, I would almost look at it as. Uh, well, well, before I go on, well, did he state why he was fired? No, but he has a theory. Uh, he he thinks that. Well, first of all, Ron Harris, who's been the head writer at MD for like who, who know, like Ron Harris is a perfect example. Ron Harris right now is probably making no money because he's probably not. I mean, they, they say he's old. They say he's owed over a hundred grand. That he's probably not going to get. I, I bet you 10 years ago he was making like, you know, he was probably making 100000 a year just, you know, or something like that, writing writing for the magazine. But he said that he thinks, so Ron Harris got Dave's, David Bay's job. And David Bay thinks that he may have threatened to leave, meaning, I'm talking about Ron Harris, probably threatened to leave because he's not getting paid. So, Blackman, and, and, and David Bay says, the, the magazine, there's two things that the magazine cannot live without. One is Ron Harris. If Ron Harris leaves, the magazine's done. And two is High Tech Pharmaceuticals sponsorship. They pull out, the magazine's bankrupt. This is according to David Bay. So, he thinks that Ron Harris threatened to leave because he's not getting fucking paid. And... Instead of paying Ron Harris to get him to stay, Steve said, hey, I'll get rid of David Bay, and I'll put you in that position, which is a more prestigious position, I guess, and this, this, and that, and whatever. And uh, that, that's that's why, that's what David thinks. Because that's what Dave said, too. Dave is like, you were the most valuable asset over there. You were the only guy doing contest coverage. You were the only guy doing videos. Why would he get rid of you? And uh, basically, he thinks it's because... He couldn't afford to get rid of. So if he, if he, if if Ron's threatening to leave, David Bay was actually getting paid because he was part of the office staff. He was actually getting paid weekly. His pay would be delayed often, but he said he most for the most part he got paid. So he he's like he's thinking Blackman is is of the mindset that well I can get rid of David Bay, but I can't get rid of Ron Harris. Because if I get Ron, if I get rid of Ron Harris, there's no content. There's nothing we like. There's gonna be no writing or anything. Um, and and obviously, this this doesn't. You have to understand that Steve Blackman still thinks the the actual print magazine is worth something, which is uh, okay. Uh, well, that's so, the, that's the first problem. And and for anyone to think, I mean, you would think that Ron Harris is smarter than that. Uh, you have a 28 page magazine these days. It was like 500 pages, you know, back when you and I were, uh, you know, thumbing through the pages of MD when everybody was there and things were booming. And, and if you didn't know what MD was, you clearly weren't part of the industry. Now it's just a whole bunch of ads because he's trying to keep this, this ship afloat. And, and the fact that Ron Harris is holding on to this, this pipe dream that print's going to come back. And, and it's just it maybe it's not Ron. Maybe it's just he likes to do content and Steve's the one who's putting it in in print. But nobody's reading MD anymore 
I, I hate to say it, but print is done. It's not coming back. We're in a totally new age these days where everybody's on the internet, they're on their tablets, they're on their iPhones, iPads, you know, Galaxy, Notebook, Nexus, whatever it is. Print's not coming back. You know, and, and I think that Ron can probably go anywhere else and actually get paid and write the same amount of content and, and not have to deal with the stress and uncertainty that comes along with the job. And, you know, I'm not going to sit here and bash Steve as a person. I don't know him. So I would I, you know, I'm not going to say anything bad about him. But in terms of business practices and what people are saying, it's like you said, we don't work there. We don't know how many people are or owed money and how much, you know, that is, uh, is it payroll that's not getting, uh, you know, their checks? Is it just the, you know, contributors? Like who's, who's actually not getting paid truthfully and, and for real, not just, you know, people saying, oh, well, nobody's getting paid. So, you know, we're looking at it from, you know, the outside looking in. And, and for that reason, I don't want to totally go off the deep end. Like, like some of the guys did the other night with, with their interview, but, you know, I, I don't understand why he was fired. You know, why was David fired? And and if he was fired and there are no terms, you know, for his termination, why isn't Dave going after him? You know, why isn't David Bay going, you know, you're firing me for what? On what grounds? I haven't done anything I, wrong. Is, I'm it, pretty sure, is it lack uh, of production? I'm pretty sure Valentino and um, actually I know Greg Valentino and Joe Pietaro did sue Blackman for like wrongful termination. But and that's what I'm getting at. Like, why, why isn't he? And, and even more so, and in, in, the, in the interview last night, they were saying, oh, well, you know, people are afraid to leave because they'll never get their money. Like, what are, like are you a Momo? You can sue him. Like, saying that, oh, well, if I leave, I'm not going to get my money. No, you have the right to get your money. You provided a service. You provided content. You did your job, whatever the case may be. You deserve to get paid. If you don't get paid, you sue him. You know, obviously, if it's $200 or $2,000, you're going to be like, eh, I'll stick it out. I'm sure maybe he'll make it good at some point. But if you're owed upwards of, you know, $100,000 plus, like what they're saying Ron is owed, which I think through social media or or the MD website or forum or whatever, he came out and said, no, it's, it's not that much money. Uh, it's not $100,000. You know, we're working on getting that, you know, good and, and up to speed. Um, but it's like, I, I just, I don't understand. Like, and I get that Blackman doesn't want to put his own money into the business if, if he himself thinks it's a sinking ship, but then just give it up. I don't, I don't understand why you're continually going down this path where, I mean, Blackman back in the day, I mean, anybody would work for Blackman. They'd be like, oh, you want to work for MD? Hell yeah. Yep. I'll work for free. If I can be, you know, a contributor of MD now yep. these days, like Steve has literally ran and, and I consider MD like a legacy in terms of like print media for the bodybuilding industry. I mean, it was MD and flex and Iron Man and, you know, a lot of these magazines, uh, you know, which, I mean, in, which, my, in, my, in my mind, it was MD and flex. That was it. Those were the and, two. And it wasn't core, even absolutely. close. MD was way better. MD was way better. Comparing MD and Flex is like comparing it, – it, it was it was not – MD was way better. This is coming from a pure bodybuilding fan who had no affiliations with MD or Flex. You read a Flex and then an MD, you'd never go back to Flex again. I'm talking like 09, 07. 
it, it's, it wasn't close. I mean, Flex was cheesy. They were rehashing articles back then. At least they paid their people. But, it, it, it <laughs> dude, MD was – everybody wrote for MD. Like, every pro, every lawyer, every fucking do- – everyone wrote for MD. And, and you know, it, it's just – he – see, I'm wondering, did he run it into the ground? Like, it, like is it all him? Or – is it the industry itself just not that can't be sustained anymore? Like my question is, what is what's happened? How come the second in command of RX was making over six figures there, you know, six seven years ago, and now the website itself is probably not may not even be making that. And MD was a uh, like you said, why doesn't Ron Harris go somewhere else and actually get paid? Where's he gonna go? Because you got to understand, yeah, Ron Harris could go somewhere else and get paid. But Ron Harris, six, seven years ago, was probably getting paid, you know, a lot to write for MD. So if he does go, like, where is he going to go to write about bodybuilding and get anywhere close to what he was making five, ten years ago? There's nowhere to go. The same reason. At the same time, you're you're almost comparing, like apples and oranges i mean the industry today is nowhere in terms of media at least it's nowhere close to where it was back in the day i, I mean sure they could be making six figures easy back in the but day why like it's but, not like there's it's not like there's less fans now how come there's no how come media is no longer sustainable it, no, it's, it's, it went digital it's sustainable that's, that's in every other yeah, but every other in every other industry, it's sustainable. There's still huge money, and if I if I was a if we were radio host for ESPN right now, we'd be balling, like or or not ESPN or, or specifically basketball or specifically football or soccer or every other industry has overcome this digital crap and and is you know it's like something like it's it's almost as if our industry wasn't powerful enough to absorb the switch to digital. Because well, let's be honest, it's not. Right. Com- comparing us to ESPN, everybody wants to advertise in ESPN because it's mainstream. Bodybuilding isn't mainstream. I mean, we're talking about this. You know, one of the smallest niches in in fitness and health ever is is bodybuilding. I mean, normal people on the street do not look at bodybuilders and go, "Oh man, like I want to look like that. That guy looks good." Most people are looking at those guys like, "What the fuck? Like, did he just eat a baby? Like, what? Huh? What happened to that guy?" I mean, it's it's totally different, and and I think that's where Steve is going wrong. He's still in the mindset that, you know, he might love the industry, you know, the way that you and I love the industry and the listeners love the industry, but you know, he ha- he's lacking the 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 reality of of where we are in the industry these days. You know, it's great to hold on to your baby because you know MD had a great ride, but if you're not gonna you know keep up with the times and and go more digital, you're you're going to be in I guess a worse position than you are now if that's possible yeah I mean it's true I just feel like you know we obviously bodybuilding media has gone digital it's just been it's it's like when it wasn't digital it was way better and there was way more money to be had it's not like we switched from like print to digital and then there was still all this money. That's what originally happened. Like originally when you had RX Muscle and MD Online and stuff, you had people making tons of money in bodybuilding media, writing and everything else. Uh, like I remember 
even myself as a writer, when I first started writing, what people were getting paid for articles, and dude, I started writing in like 2013. I look back at what some of the some of my writing colleagues were making and shit. It's like what? It's like it's a joke now. I would like to make that much money writing now. It was it would be like I can't even imagine it. I mean, I can't, I mean, it's not that extreme, but you know what I'm saying, like. Back when I first started writing for RX and I started like fishing around for other places to to write and everything, like my it's just I don't want to get into numbers, but it was just like compared to now, if you fish around for places to write, it's not the same. It's only been a few years, and the 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 what you get paid from places to write about bodybuilding is just a fraction of what it used to be, and. uh I don't know. I just don't see – I don't know if bodybuilding media – I mean obviously there's always going to be people to write about like what you and I do. We don't just write about bodybuilding. We write about all different things. And like the next two topics are not even bodybuilding related that we're going to go into. But for people like for like bodybuilding but even so, bodybuilding and fitness writing is just not – it's not what it used to be. Um, I remember John Romano saying – when he first started writing for MD, Blackman was paying him uh, 300, like I think 300 per article or something. Like, what? 300 an article? Greg Valentino was getting $5,000 a month. He wrote one column a month, five grand. Like, what the? You you couldn't even write that much now. If you you if you couldn't even, it's not even possible anymore. $5,000 a month for one column? You know, you, you have John Romano when he started at MD making 300. He started making 300 per article. You write, what, 600 words? You get $300? That's fucking pretty insane. Um, I, I just don't... It, it's just it's just like unraveled on us. It's, it's just gotten out of control. And, well, I mean, RX Muscle still has great stuff. They have st- great, great programming over there. I don't know... It's like, where does it go from there? There's no, I feel like if, if Dave loses one or two sponsors, like that's not even, I feel like even RX's, I guess you'd call it greatness is, is like teetering in the balance. It seems like, you know, because we're dependent on these sponsors and stuff. I don't know. It just seems, it just seems like in the past five years, specifically Bodybuilding media has unraveled so rapidly, and I don't know what the cure is. I don't know what we need to do to to fix it, to you know, adapt to the to the marketplace or whatever, and, and make it good. Because, I, like I said, even and it's not just it's not just media allowing for be not it's not even media allowing people to be paid. It's fans being offered the media is no longer there. Like back in the day, five, 10 years ago, you had these awesome videos rolling into shows and people were, you got to know people. There were lots of previews and reviews and everything. And now it's like, I mean, we're five weeks out from the Arnold classic and we haven't heard anything from anyone except these shitty Dallas McCarver videos, nothing from Cedric, you know, it's just, where, what is that? You can't, I just feel like media is massively important to any sports success. 
At least that's the way I look at it. And the bodybuilding media just seems like, I mean, like I said, what other industry can one of the top media people, I mean, David Bay has nowhere to go. Like, yeah, David Bay could maybe come to Iron Mag. He could maybe go to RX. But there's not the revenue for what he was probably making at MD. You know, like, he doesn't even want to stay in the industry. It's 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 just sad. Like, back in the day, you know, same with uh, Alan Donnelly. Alan Donnelly was with Fitness RX for Men. Now he's suing Blackman. It's just like these people who were once making, like, you know, even like five years ago, six years ago, when Alan Donnelly was with Flex, he was probably making an ass load of money. And now he can't even get a job. You know, it's it's just really crumbled hard. And to me, it's just sad. It's just a sad thing to see. And I don't I just think we're going to see more of the same, unfortunately. Well, I think it's an industry problem, too. And and you and I have said this on numerous shows that. You know, the industry is just taking, you know, one punch after the next, after the next, after the next. You know, it it seems like every month we're talking about something that's going on in the industry, whether it's, you know, a Boston Lloyd of the world or a Rich Piano of the world. I mean, who would have thought that, you know, we would be talking about fistfights at expos or, you know, magazines that aren't paying their contributors? I mean, I, I don't know about you, but. You know, when they were talking about Sean Ray, and I know a lot of people don't like Sean Ray. Uh, again, you know, I talked about this before. He and I, uh, you know, spent time at the Arnold Classic when when I was a presenter there and spoke with him, and, and he was always nice to me. But I like the fact that he just shut it down. Okay, Steve's not paying me. Okay, cool. I'll go do something else. And then Steve wants to cry. Oh, okay. And then he pays Sean a little bit more. Sean comes yeah. back until he stops getting paid, and then Sean says, "Hey, I'm not getting paid. I'm not going to produce. You're on your own." You know, I, you know, and I respect that. I would do the exact same thing if if any of the the people that I work with that I was supplying content to just stop paying me. Cool, I'll bounce. I'll go find somebody else. But you know, I I just don't understand. There's there's no prestige behind MD anymore. I, I mean. I don't understand what Steve thinks is left for him in this industry when everybody, you know, hates you for what you're doing to this industry and to the people in the industry. Why not just sell or or, you know, file bankruptcy for for the business, you know, do whatever, just leave. Like, if, I don't understand. Like, if you're trying to piss everybody off in the industry, you're doing one you know hell of a job. I mean, mm-hmm. you're not pissing off, you know, people like you and I. I mean, I consider myself a peon in this industry. I don't I don't feel like I'm anybody in this industry. You know, you put me up to a Greg Valentino or uh, you know, a Sean Ray or or any of those guys who have a name in the industry and you stop paying them, what does that say? I could see it being like, Oh, Matt, he's a nobody. I'm not gonna pay him. What's he gonna do? Sue me? Okay, it's not even gonna get out in the industry that I'm not paying him. But when you're not paying big names, and the people that are, you know, really the only people there, like David Bay, who was making him money, wait, what, like, what do you think's going to happen? You think these people are just going to work for free and be like, ah, he'll make good on it. I'm, I'm sure, you know, six figures later, nah, I'm sure he'll, he'll make good on it. I like Steve. He's a good guy. And I mean, Dave didn't hold back. You know, he basically said, Steve, nobody likes you. Everyone who's working for you does not like you. I mean, that's that's saying something. And and again, 
you know, did David speak, you know, out of turn? Like, should he have really thrown everybody under the bus if, you know, maybe one or two people still like him? You know, maybe, maybe he should have chose not to say that. But I, I would tend to think that he's telling the truth. I mean, based off of everything that he's doing to everybody else in the industry and people who have tried to sue him in the past and and Dave's relationship and John's relationship and Aceto and all these guys that are coming out saying, you know, Steve is not a good person to work with. What's what's left? I mean, that would be like you and I, uh, you know, owning a business and we're not paying the people. But yet we expect, you know, people to still work for us. And, and oh, hey, yeah, the checks, the checks in the mail, even though it's not. Like what? What do you think you and I would have left? Do you think anybody would be listening to this podcast show? Do you think anybody yeah. would give a shit what articles we're writing? No, we're going to be dead to them. And basically, this industry, you know, Steve is dead to this industry. Nobody's, te- you know, tends to like him anymore. So what are you holding on to? What? What purpose? Like, are you going to all of a sudden turn something around? You know, pay off all of your debt, start fresh, and start building something back up? I would love to see that. Hell, I would love to see print come back. I don't think it's going to. But if, you know, Steve paid off all his debt, everybody, you know, took, you know, uh, personal funds out of his personal accounts and paid off these people and said, I did you guys wrong and I apologize, you know, to the industry and to the fans. You know, I, you know, I made a mistake. I'm sorry. Uh, I want a fresh slate. You know, if you're willing to forgive me, you know, this is what I want to do in the industry now. And, and make it something worthwhile. If you really want to bring print back, then then do it. But you have to almost, you know, clear your name of everything that has happened. And and even then, you're still not going to have people that that are going to forgive you or want to side with you again. You know, right now his his image is you know tarnished forever. And you know, back in the day, it, it was the complete opposite. I mean, he would walk down the street, and anybody who's in the industry or or knows about Steve. They would recognize him. It was like Arnold walking down. Everybody knew Steve Blackman. And and now it's like Steve's walking down the street and people want to literally kick him in the mouth. I don't I don't understand why you want to continue to to be in this industry if you're not willing to help this industry and be, you know, productive and do something with your business that helps grow the industry instead of pulling everybody apart and, and hating you. I, I just don't understand it. As a business owner, I, I don't see it. I don't I don't understand why if if I own the business that I own with Wike Fitness, why I would want to try and piss off everybody and not pay people. Like that's that's the best way to go out of business. I, I, I don't understand. Yeah, and I think uh I think when David was saying that Steve has uh lost all I mean he's lost all contact with reality, um or whatever, however he worded it, he's just doesn't. He's just there's a total disconnect from reality. Uh, now I don't know if that's true or not because I don't know Steve. I've never even spoke to the guy, but it it would be a perfect explanation for what's going on. Um, it's as a, it's as if Steve thinks that muscular development is still muscular development in 2006, when you know just writing there for free was a big deal because a million people saw your shit. Um, I think that's probably the case. And you know, this, the other sad part about this is David Bay. If you listen to like the ideas that he claims to have been pitching to them and stuff, I I don't think he's lying about any of that. Uh, In fact, I would bet money 
If I if I had the opportunity to bet my own money, I would bet it on David Bay being honest in this interview. 90% honest about everything. Just throwing that out there. But if it sounds like David Bay in that position had 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 Blackman allowed him to do what he wanted to do, in other words, gave him the little bit of money he needed, I think David Bay could have made MD pretty fucking great. Um, but instead Steve denied him all money. So he couldn't do shit. He had to make his own workout videos and shit. When he started making those, I'm like, what is this? I'm like, why? I'm like, why? What is this? Like, why is he making, why is David Bay in the world? It just seems so silly. Um, and now I know why, because he was, he, his hands were tied behind his back and that's all he could do. You know, so I think that he could have actually made MD a lot better. He just wasn't given the opportunity to. So it's just bad all the way around. And now with Ron Harris in that position, I mean, Ron Harris is a decent writer, but I mean, that's all Ron Harris really does. I don't know. He's not good on interviews, really. He's not good on wrap-ups. That's why he's never on them. So I don't know. You know, I guess we'll continue to follow and we'll see. But, um... Either way, it's it's pretty it's pretty bad. And like you have a guy like David Bay who was he was right there, like right there, ready to change MD and make it good. And now we may bodybuilding media may have lost him forever. We may never see MD, uh, fucking David Bay on an interview or anything ever again. So it's just it's just crazy to me. But uh, so and, enough and, about it, that. It, but I mean, it hurts the the industry as a whole. And you know what it hurts. It hurts the contributors and the writers because in the back of our minds, you know, we even think to ourselves like, oh, damn, like what if that would happen to us? What if, you know, this person stopped paying me for writing content or what if that person stopped paying me for writing content, but they still expected me to write? And, and I'll be honest, I'm sitting here in my office staring at, at my wall and I have a, a copy of Muscular Development that I was in in 2014 and I was so proud to to work with Rick Collins, one of the columnists in there, to to do one of his uh, pieces for the magazine. And when it came out, man, I ran to the bookstore. I grabbed the copy. I felt so good. You know, wow, I, I made it into MD. How cool is this? And then it's like you hear all these stories and you just look at it like, man, like this really sucks. Like that was something good back then. And, and now it's gone. I mean – I'm looking at issues of Flex and Iron Mag and, and all these other magazines that I'm in. And, and I – like ever since this interview came out yesterday about David Bay being fired, like I keep looking at that magazine like almost thinking like, man, like this is a bad dream, right? Like MD's really not going down to the toilet as bad as it is, right? Like you have a guy who has zero experience being an editor, uh, you know, now basically running MD, you know, they're online. The, the publication itself – I mean, heck, in, in a few years, there might not even be any issues of, of MD. I might be staring at one of the only issues that I own anymore, which which is kind of sad considering, you know, back in the day, it, that was the shit. You wanted to read about bodybuilding and get good interviews and, and listen to all the stories that Greg Valentino put out and, and Romano and, and all of his stuff. I mean, it was great. I mean, and you look at all these magazines these days and you're like, man, who's who's the next to go? Or what writer is, is not going to get paid anymore from, you know, this company or that company. And, and I'm hopeful that this is it. Like, it's going to stop with MD. Like, everyone's going to kind of learn from Steve's mistake and be like, okay, 
the whole industry is against Steve now. So we need to make sure that we are on the uh, opposite side of the spectrum than where Steve is these days. But it, it just hurts the industry as a whole. And I feel bad for David because he, he busted his ass for, you know, at the end, probably peanuts because he wasn't getting paid. Um, and, and I feel bad for him. But, you know, I, I don't feel bad for Steve. I don't know what he's doing at this point and, and what his future is, if if he even has a future in this industry moving forward. But I have a feeling there's going to be quite a few lawsuits that are going to be thrown around over the next six months. Yeah, likewise. And I will uh... – now, RX Muscle is pretty good. I think RX Muscle needs some new blood. I think, like, there's too much Dave. I, I mean, I like Dave, and Dave's the boss, but I think he needs to go – I think he needs to be more of a boss and less of a face on the because there's nobody else really. I mean, there's Chris who's good, but he's he, he's he's on there a little more. It's like only Dave and Chris. Like they need, they almost need like a David Bay. Like I'm not saying David yeah, Bay should go work there. It's Colombo and, and yeah, Romano. They need because they're they're. I feel like right now RX is like on the brink of being like a beast in the industry again. That they need something else. They they can't just have like. When Aaron was there, Aaron added a, a nice dynamic to it because Aaron was young. He had a different perspective than like Dave and Chris. They've been around the fucking bodybuilding since the '80s and shit, and they they're just they're kind of worn out about some things, and they're not as interested. Like I even feel that I got into bodybuilding 11 years ago or whatever, and I I, I feel myself sometimes like yeah yeah it's kind of cool. Whereas six years ago I would have been like oh yeah this that I, like I remember. I sitting at my computer five minutes before PBW started because Dennis Wolf was going to be on and I couldn't wait to hear it. Like nowadays, I could care less if Dennis Wolf was on PBW. So like there, there's that factor. Uh, they need like a, a fan in there. I feel like, but yeah, I just think uh, MD is is a steaming hot plate of garbage, um, especially MD online. So uh, well, I'm, I'll be honest. If if David Bay does not get a job with RX, which I think he would do a bang up job for for Palumbo over there. And I think maybe that's because Dave pulled away from from the coverage for for a little while. I mean, obviously, he does the recaps and, and he'll talk about it, but nobody really is doing like a play by play anymore. So if if David Bay doesn't get picked up by RX uh, and David Bay is probably not listening to this, he, he, David Bay not might not even know who we are, but uh, he knows who I am. Well, okay, then he doesn't know who I am because I'm a nobody. <laughs> we talk, we talk infrequently, but I don't. He's not listening. No way. Well, but if, he, if if he is, and and I I don't know, maybe maybe he is, maybe he's not. But I would love to see him even start up his own company, and it could be something on the side. You know, maybe I mean, maybe he does go into marketing again or whatever. But he could start up a site, and he could travel to you know shows. Shows are on the weekend. You can easily book a trip, fly out there. You know, you know, right off your your travel and all that stuff. But you can go out and create a production. And I mean, basically, it's what he was doing anyways. He he would go, he would go do the content, and then he would spend the night editing it and, and all that stuff. If if Jordan Blackman, uh, you know, wasn't doing it for him. So I mean, in the end, he was doing everything. He knows how to do everything. Start your own company. All you have to do is buy, you know, some equipment so that you can, you know, do whatever you need to do, which uh, at the end, I think he was buying his own equipment anyways. So he probably already has it. So why not just start your own company and and do coverage and ride it out? Who knows? Maybe it's 
it, maybe it only lasts a, a year, and then you can say, Matt, you're an idiot. It only lasted a year. But maybe it's it'll bring back bodybuilding, and people will start tuning in. And, you know, David can create his own content and do his own coverage and go to the shows and bring back the excitement so that we're not talking about the Arnold, you know, a week before it actually starts. Yeah. You know, we can start drawing this out a little for, you know, a little longer, like back in the day where people were getting excited months in advance for the Arnold think, or the Olympia. I don't think that's I don't think it's ever going to happen just because I don't think that would be so much money you have to pay out of pocket. And I just don't think. I mean, I think if he went with RX, that's more feasible for him to, like, bring back that old school stuff. But this is probably what's going to happen. He's going to end up with Aaron Singerman. And then months down the road, we're going to see another bitter, you know, breakup video that always happens in that realm over there. You know, you know what I'm talking about. So that's probably yeah, what's going to happen. Because I think Aaron's got the money. He's probably going to go there. They're going to blah, 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 blah. And then... Five months down the road, we're going to have another PJ Braun video. Fucker. You know, that's probably what's going to happen if I had to guess. But uh, I, I mean, I'd like I'd like to see him with uh, RX or something. But it doesn't sound yeah. like he wants to stay in this. in this Because I'm telling you, if he goes with RX, he's not going to make money. Like, he's not going to. They don't have the money there. Uh, RX, like, just because we say RX is awesome doesn't mean they're making money. They're not making that much money. So, if he does go there, there's only so much he can do because there's no funds. I think he's going to end up with Aaron Singerman in one way, shape, or form. Uh, and it's probably going to end sour. It's just that's how, you know, that's how, how what has, what's happened in history with that. So that's my prediction. He goes with Aaron, and then six months down the road, there's another falling out. Um, but uh, anyways, let's, let's go on to our next topic. Uh, I got a message from a listener. Um, his name is Clint Adams, and he, he was he was interested in our conversation about obesity and people just basically. We talk about how people just abuse their body with food. It's become normal to shun healthy food and eat bad food and not give a shit and ignorance and all this stuff. And he was talking to me about. He's like, "What do you guys think about the food choices?" at fast food places. In other words, what role in the whole obesity, fat, sick society we live in does the availability of shitty foods and the, quote, you know, difficulty of getting clean foods, quote, clean foods, what role does that play in the whole scheme of things? And I thought it was a good question and something that should probably be addressed because People often say, well, you're on the road. It's hard to eat healthy. Eating eating healthy is expensive and everything. Um, I mean, in my opinion, I think it's all horseshit. Uh, it's all incorrect. First of all, eating healthy, it's more expensive. Like, even if it was, which it's not, what do you, like, what do you mean? More expensive. Like, it's, it's your fucking health more expensive that's your reason for not doing it like how that that's like the most ignorant stupid thing and everybody oh it's real so expensive like newsflash if you're getting mcdonald's and and dunkin donuts and pizza you're not like that's way more money than if you got chicken breast and and steamable broccoli and 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 rice and shit at the store like there's not even a comparison your fucking junk food is way more money don't tell me in the convenience. Like I, I will say 
Junk food is more convenient than healthy food, by and large. But come on. You can't just fucking... It, 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 like, what do you want? You want to take a pill and be Superman? Like, it, it's just like... You gotta have to do some sort of effort to make yourself, you know, healthy and look good. Um, and as far as, like, food availability and stuff, I mean... First of all, we discussed this briefly off the air, and we're kind of on the same page here. I don't think... First, I don't think people know how to eat healthy. I think people are so confused. I talk to people about, and it's like, it's like fingernails on a blackboard. Every time I got to talk to someone about, I try to tell them about what, what's, what's good to eat and what's not. And they, they look at me like I have three heads and I'm completely retarded. Like I'm talking about a conspiracy theory. They're like, whoa, what? Like, it's just, people have no idea. Like if you ask somebody, what's a better breakfast, whole eggs and bacon or Cheerios with skim milk. Everyone says Cheerios with skim milk. To, in, in my, <laughs> it's not close. It's not close. Eggs and bacon will always, always be healthier for every single person's body, as long as you're a human and you don't have some absurd health disorder that makes you like protein or something. I don't know. Ninety nine point nine 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 percent of all humans who have ever lived, the bacon and eggs are better for you than fucking Cheerios and milk. And if you think about it, why do you think that, like, eggs are, like, uh, somebody, like, you can't get any more natural than eggs. And all bacon, yeah, there's preservatives that are not good for you in bacon. But when it comes down to it, you lob off a chunk of a pig and you cook it. It's it's very natural. Eggs are as natural as can be. Yeah, okay, the, the, the chickens are not treated right. Whatever, fuck off. Okay, great. But it's still an egg that comes out of a chicken and you cook it. It's fucking natural. And it's there's no carbs, quality protein, tons of vitamins and minerals. And it's like, and then you have Cheerios, formed little pieces of wheat and sugar that come in a cardboard box and last for a fucking two years on the shelf. And, and, and skim milk, which is like, what is skim milk? It doesn't even exist in nature. Like, you take milk, you remove all the good stuff, add more bad stuff, and you have this, like, high-glycemic, high-sugar, lactose-laden drink. And everyone, like, if, if most normal people, if you tell them bacon and eggs are better for you than, than Cheerios and skim milk, they'll think you're literally out of your mind. And you're right about that. It, it, that's how everything is. So it, when people go out and they're like, I'm going to eat something healthy, I'm going to get a... Subway sandwich and some baked Lay's chips. Like, you're first of all, there's zero healthy fat of any kind in that meal. You're eating processed white bread, fucking potato chips that are garbage. They're higher in carbs than the normal ones because they're baked and they're lower in fat. And I mean, you're you're better off going to McDonald's removing the buns and eating four patties and cheese than you are fucking eating like. A, a, a subway sandwich and shit. Now, I, I'm talking about like the average person. Like, if you're an athlete, and you're trying to whatever. That's that's different. I'm talking about the average, like you know, person, the average dude, the average girl, who's out there trying to eat right. And every gas station has clean foods. You can get lean jerky. You can get nuts. You can get you know. There's lots of things you can get that are decent. Uh, salads and, and 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 stuff like that. Chicken salads and whatever. Even like. If you want to eat carbs, there's like good forms of fruit. There's, um, there's like 
rice everywhere, no matter where you go. There's always like, I mean, you can go to McDonald's, you can get a salad and a burger, not eat the bun, and you're eating beef and greens. Like, yes, it's processed, it's not that great, but you're not going to get fat because you ate a double cheeseburger with no bun and a salad with a little bit of dressing. Like, that's always, that's way better than your fucking Subway bullshit, or you go and get a, a, a slice of garlic pizza, whatever you're getting. Like, I don't think, I don't think the food selection... Or, or the food, yeah, the food selection doesn't, I don't think it really has anything to do with it. I think it's people being lazy, obviously, and even more so people just having no grasp at all about nutrition. I, I just had a conversation with a girl at work, a girl who works, I guess you could say she works for me there. She's like 19, you know, her brain hasn't developed yet, but she's like, arguing me about how meat makes you fat and giving me all these, it's greasy. It makes you fat. Don't you? It's like you, you like, that's how everyone thinks. And meanwhile, she was eating peanut butter cups as we spoke. Um, <laughs> she was, she's, she weighs like a hundred pounds. I mean, she's 19. She eats, you know, probably eats 700 calories a day. Nothing but sugar. That'll keep you thin and sick all the time. But, um, it's just like, that's the mentality we've been, we've been fed so much, nutritional bullshit over the years like people afraid of fat and, and eating like like a oh, whole wing you gotta you gotta eat whole wheat you gotta eat whole grains like it's just it's like people don't know what to eat so even if they try to eat healthy they're not and then they're all confused so they just say fuck it and they eat whatever they want and i think that's the issue the issue is people don't know how to eat healthy and even if they did, it's like they refuse to even make the littlest effort to eat healthy um, on the road. Uh, I mean, my wife, uh, I mean, my wife is she's a normal girl. And you know how uh, it's harder for women to lose weight. Blah, blah, blah. She, she got in the best shape of her life eating McDonald's every single day. She had two double cheeseburgers, got rid of the buns, and had some... Uh, we used uh, like low carb ketchup. She put her own ketchup on it. I believe she did that. She was eating two double cheeseburgers every single day. One, she ate like three meals a day, maybe. And one of them was McDonald's and she lost all kinds of weight. And it's not like my wife is some genetic freak that loses weight easily. She's a normal girl. You know, she got in the best shape for life eating McDonald's every day. So don't tell me that, Oh, when you're out, it's hard and all this shit. It's like, it's, it's, that's, it's just, that's a, that's a cop out. The fucking, the cost thing is a complete bullshit cop out. And so is the convenience thing. Yeah. It's a little more convenient to fucking throw down a bowl of Cheerios, but really it's, I mean, I'm, I'm like the ultimate man of convenience and I eat clean. So I think, I think it's, I, I just think it's all bullshit and excuses. What, what's spend, your take on the whole thing? I spend, and you and I spoke about this prior to the show. Um, for those of you who, who don't know, I worked for Metrex uh, for almost 10 years and six of those years as a regional manager. So I oversaw a territory basically from Ohio all the way over to New Jersey and then all the way down to South Carolina. So literally it was me, the steering wheel, the windshield, uh, and open road for basically six years. And, you know, when I first started, everyone was like, oh man, you're going to get so fat. I'm like, why am I going to get so fat? Oh, where are you going to eat? Are you going to pack all your meals? Well, yeah, maybe I might. And and I did for the most part. I tried to stay at places like the Residence Inn 
and you know I would prepare my meals before the you know next morning and I would take it with me I had a, a little plug-in refrigerator that I could just throw my meals in and and I could eat on the road and then after a while literally I was hitting so many stops that you know it was just very difficult and I was writing so many articles that I at night I didn't have time to to prep and some people were like oh you know you how, how dare you say that you didn't have time okay I, I didn't have time however that doesn't mean that I completely fell off the wagon everywhere that I went whether it was McDonald's Burger King Chick-fil-a uh, you know at dinner I would go to a, a steakhouse literally every freaking night uh, and I was probably in, in better shape when I was traveling than, than I am right now and I don't travel at all uh, but anywhere that you go you can tweak the menu and and they're not going to charge you more in fact they might charge you less like you can go to McDonald's and say hey I want you know you can I don't know a, a McDouble or whatever and say but I want it on lettuce I don't want it on bread and guess what they do they take two pieces of, of lettuce they put everything in between it and boom there you go you have a a lettuce McDouble or whatever you know you want to call it. You can go to Chick-fil-A and you can get a grilled chicken breast. Yes, just a plain grilled chicken breast, no bread. Guess what? They charge you maybe, I think it was like a dollar fifty per chicken breast. I would grab two of those and you know maybe I'll grab a a cup of fruit or something like that or or a salad and then I would just cut up the the chicken breast and put it in the salad. There's so many different things that you can tweak to make it work for your diet. You know, you can go to a steakhouse every night. Sure. So get your, you know, six or eight or 12 or however, you know, large a, a steak you want. Make sure that they don't cook it in, in the butter. You know, they don't grill it with the butter and all that junk on it. If you want to have, you know, the seasoning on it, great. It adds some extra flavor. Oh, you want uh, a vegetable? Oh, how about that big, you know, loaded baked potato? No, either skip the baked potato altogether and do something like steamed broccoli. And now, now look, people, nobody thinks like we think. Okay, if if you're in uh, if you work at a restaurant or something, you're used to just taking an order and giving it to to the cooks in the back, and they make it, and you don't know really what goes into it per se. So they don't know that you want things a, a certain way, you know, a particular way. So you have to explain to them, yeah, I want my broccoli steamed. For them, they're like, yeah, no shit, broccoli is steamed all the time. But you have to explain to them, I don't want it with any of the oils or butters or anything like that. I just want it steamed and plain. Uh, if you want a, you know, a sweet potato, you know, get it, you know, a plain sweet potato. Don't throw all the butter and all that stuff on it. You just have to explain it a little more. And and nobody's going to be like, oh, my God, this person is such a pain in the ass. Like, why are they saying all these things? Like, trust me, there are people out there who who ask and demand for things way worse than than what you would if you were going out and it, just it, saying, it's, hey, it's, it's it's how you ask for it. Exactly. Don't be a dick and be like, right. oh, you know, fat people eat it this way. I don't want to eat it that way. Don't be a thank, dick. Yeah, thank the way, like, you know, say thank you and please and shit, and that you won't get spitters. Don't be like Rich Piana's dumbass and show up to places five minutes after they close. <laughs> God damn it. No, but that you know what it does? And and almost every single restaurant that I went to, and, and when I traveled, I try to hit the exact same spot uh, every time that I go. I stay in a particular hotel, the same one every time I'm in a certain area. And I hit the exact same places to eat. And literally over the span of six years, I would walk in and everybody would go, hey, Matt's here. Hey, you're back in town. How long are you here till? You know, blah, 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 blah. And they knew exactly what I wanted and how I wanted it. I mean, that's literally how many times I would go to these places. But when I first started hitting all these different places, people would ask me, they would say, hey, you know, why Why do you want it this way? Or, or do, you know, what are you, uh, a health nut or whatever? And to be honest, that kickstarted a whole bunch of cool conversations where people would go, 
oh, so you want it this way. Well, well, what does that do? Or, you know, so you're into fitness. And then it opens up lines of communication with these people. And you can help educate people who don't know any better so that they might be able to take something that you are saying and apply it to their life. So in my opinion, it was a way for me to basically, you know, give away, uh, you know, my knowledge for free to other people to help them live a healthier lifestyle without them even having to think that health and fitness is a pain in the ass and it's too hard to learn and uh, I don't have time for it. They can just take stuff from a simple conversation and apply it to their own lives. And, and I implore everybody to do that. If, if you're out and you're talking to somebody and somebody wants to make fun of you because you pack your meal or you look a certain way, you know, you're, you're ripped and the clothing that you wear is, is not tight fitting because you're wearing schmedium. It's tight fitting because you're jacked as fuck. They're like, oh man, you must work out. Yeah, I do work out. You know, I, I live this healthy lifestyle and, you know, I've been doing it for a while and don't make it sound like you're the only person that can do it, but make it sound like it's fun. I mean, in the end, that's all that we're doing it for. I mean, we, we enjoy the lifestyle. So if you can, you know, help somebody else through that journey, maybe they just don't know what to do. But if you can talk them into, you know, thinking about it at least, who knows? Maybe they're going to go on the path. Maybe they were overweight or, or you know, they have health conditions. And through you talking to them, they started working out. Maybe some of their medical conditions subsided or were minimized. And who knows? The, the sky's the limit. But to say that, oh, well, I can't go out and eat healthy on the road is, is complete bullshit. And it's the same with working out. You can get a good workout in, in your hotel room if, if you know what you're doing. And it's the exact same thing with, with eating out. Nothing – there's – you can go everywhere. I don't care what, what restaurant or fast food place that you want to go to. You can find something to eat. It's just a matter of you have to look at the menu and decide what is a good choice, what's a bad choice. And even if it's a so-called good choice, how can you tweak it a little more to make it an even better choice? Right. And, and the bit, you have to know what's a good choice. And what's a bad choice? And that's something that I think is, is missing in our society. People just don't know. Listen, if you can't eat clean at a fucking rest stop, you have no idea. You don't know anything about nutrition if you can't eat clean at a rest stop. There's always that little place there where you can get raw. You can get raw. You, you know, if you go to any – the rest stops in Pennsylvania are like few and far in between though. But when – like you can go in the little marketplace, get raw almonds. I mean if you really want to be healthy – you can go over to fucking Roy Rogers, get some burger meat, and then get a salad from the from the other, you know, the little like deli place, and have like greens, raw nuts, and beef. Like, if if you don't know, if you can't eat healthy at a rest stop, you you just have no idea about nutrition, and that's I think that's often the the the, the problem. People are they're obsessed with this eat less move more calories in calories out. Like I hate that shit. Like we've been saying calories in calories out for 50 years and no one loses weight. It's because you can't just say, oh, I'm going to eat less food for the rest of my life. Like you have to change what you eat so that you're to, so it's sustainable. You can't eat less burgers and pop tarts and expect to be, it's just not going to work. You're going to crave food all day and want to, you know, kill yourself. So yeah, I just think a lot of it's education. And like you said, you just have to, you have to want to do it. You know, you're not going to roll up on McDonald's and they're not going to give you, you know, a chef prepared chicken and broccoli meal with all great seasonings and sauces for a dollar. Like, you know, you got to you got to work a little bit. Look at gas stations these days. And and I don't know. uh, Do you have Wawa or Sheets or anything like that up in New York? We have similar. We have a nice and easy. And yeah, we have. I know what Wawa and Sheets are, but it's same. They're they're all pretty much the same. I mean, think about those types of places. 
Those even, places are where I get food when I travel. Bingo. Ten years ago, it, it was literally like a convenience store. You went in for a soda or coffee or candy or chips or something real quick on the road. These days, like at least where I am, like the Sheets and Wawa's and, and places like that, Speedway or Speedyway or whatever it's called, um, there's hard-boiled eggs, there's cottage cheese, there's nuts and fruit mix. I mean there's so many healthy options that are there now because of the demand. You know, They realize that people that are coming in, everybody needs gas unless all of a sudden you're uh, uh, you know, a hitchhiker and you're just sticking your thumb out and walking all day long. If you have a car, you're going to need to go get gas. And sometimes when you're out and about, you're hungry, you're thirsty, whatever. I mean, these places now have healthy options if if you go looking for them. I mean, obviously, they're going to prefer to sell you the candy and all that crap because they make better margins off of that. But, I mean, you can grab hard-boiled eggs, you can grab cheese, you can grab fruit, you can grab nuts, uh, beef jerky. It, it doesn't matter. I mean, some of them even have uh, protein shakes these days. I mean, back in the day when it was all just water and soda and juice and tea and, and coffee and stuff like that. They all have muscle milk. Pretty much all of them yeah. do. Yeah, not that muscle exactly. milk's the greatest thing, but it's not bad when you're on the road. Yeah, if you need something quick and and literally uh, you're going to be in a meeting in five minutes, you just quick ran in, you got gas, you had to hit the restroom so that you're not like doing the pee-pee dance in the middle of your meeting, you grab a muscle milk. Who cares? I mean, that's better than most of the junk that's in those places anyways. I mean, so anyone who, who you know, openly says, I can't eat healthy while I'm on the road or there's nothing good to eat, you know, if and if you're not making it fresh at your house, and that's bullshit. You, you, then you clearly have no idea about nutrition or, or how you can change certain certain foods and the way it's prepared to fit your individual, you know, dietary needs. Absolutely. I agree 100%. So, uh, for the like I mentioned earlier, for the showstopper today, we just wanted to touch on the Super Bowl. Now, I'm pretty much a completely ignorant when it comes to football. Um, You're only there for the commercials, right? Nah, not even. I'm not, not really even there. Commercials? Oh man, I'm not really even there. Uh, I just, uh, in in fact, I'm I'm often fascinated by the popularity of football in our country and the fact that it's only our country. Not only is it only popular in the U.S., I'm not saying it's only popular. It's it's only one of the top sports in the U.S. Not only that, but it's virtually a religion in the U.S. Um, I don't really, I can't really think of other sports where a housewife who doesn't even know anything about, never even touched a football in their life, or a nerd, or, or these people who never even touched a football are like obsessed with a football team. Like it's almost, it's, it's very interesting to me how the, the, just the influence NFL has on our country in people who for all intents and purposes should not care about that shit. Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't see a lot of people who have never played basketball in their life being obsessed with the Cleveland Cavs or whatever. I mean, there are some people, they live near the stadium or whatever, but football particularly has like there there are like fans that they shouldn't even like sports. They've never played a sport in their life, but they will not miss a Patriots game type shit. <laughs> I just to me that is really um it's really interesting to me how how that has come about and only in our country. Now there are sports like that in other countries um where people like it who never even partook in it. Probably most notably like a soccer in, in, you know, wherever Europe and shit or Brazil, but 
first of all, what do you make of that? And then uh, just quick, what do you make of this year's Super Bowl? Because I, I want the Falcons to win just because I, I don't know. I kind of like the Falcons. I don't even know why. They're one of my favorite teams, though. If I had to pick a favorite team, I like the Falcons. I like the um, the uh, Bengals, even though man, those teams kind of suck usually. But what do you make of the kind of what I would call mysterious popularity of NFL? And uh, what do you make of this year's Super Bowl? I think with the NFL, it's it's a bunch of guys who just want to be guys. You know, they – they hit each other. They they try and smash each other into the ground. They want to take each other's heads off. They want to you know hit as hard as they can. Uh, obviously, the rules have changed over the years, and and the hits have have changed. Uh, does it hurt the sport? I, I don't know. It, it helps the athletes at least. But I feel it's like a manly man's type of sport. Like you go out and you know you're you're butting heads with people, and like for me, like I just enjoy competition, and, and that's really what I liked. When I was an athlete, I, I just I loved competition. And for me, like watching sports, I don't care if it's football, golf, basketball, baseball, soccer, whatever. Um, I just love to watch it for the competition. You know, there's there are times where I don't care if if either team wins. It could be a draw. Both of them could lose. I don't really care. I just love the competition and, and watching people go back and forth and, you know, their competitive drive and their spirit and, and you know, rallying you know, back from 20 points down or whatever. Like I, I just love the competition aspect of it. So it, that, that might be it. I mean, maybe people like the competition aspect of, of football. Some people think that, you know, baseball is too slow paced or golf is, well, <laughs> I, I enjoy playing golf, but I cannot watch golf. Um, it's too slow. But uh, I think maybe it's because football's so fast paced. Uh, fast paced. I mean, they're they're running up and down. You know, they're they're chasing each other. The, you know, quarterback scrambling. The you know defenders are trying to kill each other. It's I think it's just the type of sport that it's it's fast paced. It's entertaining and it's kind of like basketball. You know, you're you're running up and down. You're competing. So I think maybe that's why football is is so popular here. You know, it, it's the competition, the the fast paced, and then also all the hits. You know, kind of like uh, hockey, only on turf. But, I mean, the Super Bowl in general, I, I really don't care who wins. I would prefer to see the Falcons win just because I'm sick of the Patriots. Uh, I, I mean, you can go back to them supposedly cheating and all that stuff. It's, I don't know. I, I'm not a Tom Brady fan. Is he going to make it to the Hall of Fame? Absolutely. But uh, Matt Ryan is actually from Pennsylvania, so I guess that's another reason why I would rather see the Falcons win. But... I really don't care who wins. I, I like watching the commercials and seeing how uh, people spend their millions of dollars on 30 seconds. But uh, I don't know. Uh, go Falcons. Beat up on, on the Patriots. But that's all I got. Yeah. I think uh, the popularity also, I think you kind of touched on it. I think a lot of it is the human nature of wanting to be part of something. I think – if you are because because it's like a snowball effect because football is so big in our country, even if you pretend to like it, you are now part of something that you can like kind of relate to everyone. And I know that like you talk about competition, me as an athlete, I never cared about competition. I'm not competitive. I ca I cared about personal progression, which is probably why I was a golfer and a power lifter. Even if I played golf, if I shot my best round and every guy in my group beat me, I did not care. I shot my best round. I don't I don't care about those guys. And if I beat everyone in my group, 
and shot the lowest score of the tournament, but I didn't do my best. I, I wasn't that happy. You know, I was always about personal progression, which is probably why I liked bodybuilding and I was a power lifter and I like, you know, like golf as far as competition. I never really had that competitive edge to me. Uh, but you know, you know, to each his own, I could see where bot or, uh, football is really embodies competition. Um, and, and so does, so does basketball. It's just a whole different world, but, uh, and I do, I do like basketball. I don't, I mean, I'm not really into playing it so much. Uh, I do like to play basketball, but I'm not, I'm, I'm not, no, I'm no good anymore. But, uh, you know, I do, I do watch basketball is one of the only team sports that I really get into and kind of follow. That's only been the last couple of years. Steph Curry got me back into it and now I'm kind of hooked again, but, but yeah, I think, uh, it's, it's going to be another big Super Bowl, you know, and maybe, maybe I'll end up seeing a, Sometimes I get sucked into a Super Bowl like get together. I don't know. I have no plans this year, but who knows? Maybe uh maybe I'll end up at one and end up actually watching it. Um, but with that, we've come to the episode we've come to the end of episode 80 of Central Bodybuilding. Uh, you know, I thought about asking David Bay if he would come on for the 80th episode. He probably would have, but I just felt like RX just had him on and maybe we'll do that down the road. I don't want to look like I'm directly copying RX, which I don't know if it would really be like that or not, but I decided just leave him alone. He's probably getting enough messages. Um, so I thought that was a good episode, episode number 80. Uh, go check out ironmaglabs.com, uh, the supporter of this show, uh, the supporter of all the shows over at MD, uh, all the shows over at RX, even over at um, Dan Solomon's site. Jesus, I forgot the name of it already. Digital Muscle DM. Um, you know, we, we support all those guys. And keep the industry rolling, basically. So go spend some money over there at ironmaglabs.com. Uh, it doesn't hurt that they're fantastic supplements. Um, you can use coupon code Jeff15, G-E-O-F-F-1-5, for 15% out check, 15% off at checkout. The same goes for ironmagresearch.com if you're into research chemicals, peptides, all that good stuff. Best research chemicals and peptides, trust me, on, on the market, um, at least that I've ever used. I've used several, and... Uh, Man, Iron Mags are potent. They hit hard. So if you're into that sort of thing, go over to ironmagresearch.com. Um, Jeff15 again at, at, at checkout for 15% off. G-E-O-F-F-1-5. We'll get you 15% off. This show's up at Iron Magazine. Matt's stuff's on Iron Magazine. My stuff is on Iron Magazine. Great content. If you want to read good articles, uh, it's one of the only places left where you can get really good articles about all kinds of different stuff. From eating on the road to, uh, I mean, I, I wrote one of comparing bodybuilders to basketball players, you know, NF, or NBA to IFPB. It just all it just runs the gamut over there. So if you want a good place to read, um, check out ironmagazine.com. And all the shows are there, of course. With that, we've come to the end of episode number 80 of Central Bodybuilding. Thanks for listening, and we will see you all next week.